Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Los Angeles 2024. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. That was beautiful. That was beautifully drawn out. Thank you. I am Carrie Doherty, and today we have something very special for you all. We have put together a golden compilation of B. Arthur's wildest talk show moments. Oh! Can I say where this what this was inspired by? Because I suggested this one, and I, I would yes, love... of course. So last, and it's also a plug too. So last week on um, the Rusty Anka Happy Hour, uh, we did a clip from the Rosie O'Donnell show featuring B. Arthur. Was that last week? They all mil- bl- like blend together for me. I yes. think it was last week. It was and, last week. And um, and I was, it just got me thinking. I was like, a, I love talk shows. Oh my god, I love there the amount of times I watch old talk show interviews from like. From way back in the day, from recently, from all the things. I just love talk show interviews and celebrity talk show interviews. And so it got me thinking. I was like, well, the girls did so many of these. Like, so many, And many, so many of them many, are many, iconic, many. too. Like, especially like Betty White with The Tonight Show. I mean, so many of them are iconic. And so I was like, we could do one episode where we just like, you know, do our favorites from like all the girls. But they did so many that it's like you kind of have to do each girl in her own episode to really go over the best of moments of talk show appearances. And it probably is a part one too. I mean, this isn't, but like there might be another one because there's so many more B. Arthur's out there. B. Arthur interviews. I know. Well, I figured, you know, because we did do her Television Academy interview, which was very serious and sincere and really a deep dive into her career. So for this one, I feel like we kind of wanted to go like, what are the batshit crazy talk show segments that she's been on Mm -hmm. and we were lucky enough to find quite a few Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. and so i'm very excited to talk about those but before we get into it today in the ggvip club if you are a member you are getting an all-new rusty anchor happy hour where we break down the recent emmy awards and just sort of talk about award season in general and then we're gonna watch b betty rue and estelle's speeches when they themselves won emmys for the golden girls back in the 80s and their the speeches are so lovely i absolutely love them they were it, they were so great. Uh, if you haven't yet joined the GGVIP club, you can sign up at patreon.com slash golden girls podcast. And if you subscribe to either of our paid tiers, it's either $5 a month or $8 a month, you get tons of extra bonus content. And you're also supporting the two of us and all of the hard work that we do, which we greatly, greatly appreciate and have appreciated all of your support over the years. Uh, and again, you can sign up at patreon.com slash golden girls podcast 
podcast. And what's cool about it is because we post videos of the main podcast and Rusty Anchor Happy Hour, and it's just video, lots of videos, you get to see lots of us. So like over the years, I feel like you only saw our animated faces, you know what I mean, on the on the logo and stuff. So now you get to see us regularly, which I mean, might be frightening, but it's enjoyable. I remember, I think when we posted our very first video episode it was somebody who stumbled upon our patreon and it said wow you are younger than i thought you were <laughs> i was like oh that's and then he followed up by asking us for like what our skincare routines were mm. and all that stuff and that was lovely because i i remember back when i mean when i first started listening to podcasts way back in the day and i would also wonder i'm like what do these people look like yeah. i hear their voices constantly well, it's like people on the radio like when it's like well mm -hmm. last week on the rate on this we talked about or maybe on the main or they're all blending together it was again. on the main it was but, on yeah. the main remember when we yeah but we, on the radio like when you see people who are like radio voices and then you see them in real life oftentimes it's a disappointment i gotta say because radio people do not prepare for they don't prepare their faces or any, like they are not camera ready but like we we in fact are camera ready <laughs> we're camera ready people <laughs> so if you see us irl you can be like oh yeah you're camera ready you are very, very camera ready. Well, let's see. We're a couple minutes in here. Do you want to start diving into these or do you want to catch up for a couple of minutes? I say let's do a little catch up. I mean, it's the new year. Let's give them a little bit of a taste of how the Rusty Anka happy hour goes and give a little bit of a, a, a life a life to do, if you will. You're currently with your in-laws, which I love right now. It's very, it, I, that would, actually, I need to say something th that you texted Please. me. Please. So, you texted me. <laughs> you texted me. I think it was this morning or yesterday. I don't know. I don't know the days. Um, but that you watched last night. You watched Saltburn with effectively your parents, and then tonight you wanted to record this early so that you could watch Gone Girl with your parents. Which that is correct. I think while both are great films, and I love, I, I enjoyed both of them. They are not something that I would want to watch with my mother. Well, let me tell you something. Okay, I, I'm I'm not going to give... If you haven't seen Saltburn, I'm not going to give any major spoilers, but... They all know about the dick. They all know okay, about the dick. If, Everyone if knows don't about know, the dick. Maybe just fast forward like a minute. I'm not going to give any big spoilers. It's just the thing that everybody's talking about. So my... I didn't know anything about this movie. I don't know how I just I haven't been going on I go on social media to like post our stuff but I haven't I didn't know anything about this movie I just knew everybody had been talking about oh, it girl they are talking and I have the my... I, I have the bathtub candle <laughs> the bathtub water candle oh so I don't I don't know what that in the film I know what somebody the scene licks, is and they sold <laughs> Jacob Ellardy's bathtub water scented candle and I have it that's like the Gwyneth's vagina candle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Can you get it? I mean, it's like in a box. It's in a PR box somewhere, but I do have oh, it. Oh, well. Okay. Well, then show it to me <laughs> offline. Yeah. So I have to tell you, knowing nothing about this movie, I was sitting at the kitchen table with my mother-in-law the other night, this tiny little Italian woman from New Jersey. She's the best. I love her so much. How tiny is she? She's not even five feet tall. I love it. I'm obsessed. Yes. Um, she's got like Linda Belcher vibes. Yeah. I love her so much. This is fully Sophia watching naughty movies, by the way. Sorry. This is fully Sophia watching naughty movies. Yes. She goes, um, Carrie, Carrie, have you seen, have you seen Saltburn yet? 
And I was like, no. And she goes, I got to show you. There is this scene. It's the most artistic thing I've ever seen. It's beautiful. I just got to show it to you. And I'm like, okay. And she starts playing it. And I'm like, oh, this is like a cool song. And then, oh, my God. Yeah. And we're just watching it. She, she when she was home with her husband, it was on the TV. And she stood up in her little bathrobe and held her phone up and recorded that scene off the TV. And it now lives on her phone and her camera roll. That woman and she is my kind of woman. I got I got unsolicited dong yes. from my mother-in-law. I didn't I had no idea and I was and, like, "Oh." Wait. And then she went, okay. "Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it, Wait, hold on. This is the best part." And then and then so we watched the movie last night. We watched the movie last night. We had a blast. Every once in a while she'd go like, uh, "He's about to do something weird here." <laughs> and then today we're just kind of hanging out and i hear the song and i know and she's mm-hmm. watching it on her phone again i was like i love her so much she's that, so fun that is a woman it's, she's the best she is a person after my own heart because that is exactly what i would do and i'm also the person who when people come over to the apartment or anything we're talking about saltburn i'm like oh well you got to see the deck you got to see the nude scene you got to see it let's watch it let's go it's a great song too and i've been listening to the song on a loop too i didn't record it with my phone because i have the the, the screener dvd thingy but I and it's on Amazon. You can watch it on yeah. Amazon Prime now. Um, but I did make a joke at a show. I, <laughs> oh my god, it's so inappropriate. It's so inappropriate. Where I because Barry um Keegan. Keegan? Keegan, I don't know how to say his last name. You're thinking name. of Andrew Keegan? No, Barry, the guy who plays the lead in the film, it's something with a K. K- Is it Keo? Ke- Ke- no, Keo? I don't know. Most the people hate us right now. But that people guy. People do hate us. I am very much apologize. That, that guy. Um, he's the Sophia of Saltburn. He's very tiny and he's very sort of like, you know, like witty. And um, he, I made a joke being like, it's always the little ones that surprise you in that department. X, Y, Z, dot, dot, dot. You get what I'm saying. And it became this ongoing joke at the show that every tiny guy who stood up became the conversation about what are we talking about? How's it going? What's happening? And it just became an ongoing theme. So I'm just saying tiny people, tiny dudes, tiny dudes out there, any tiny dude listening, you have a power that this film gave you that you need to harness and use in your life. I'm just saying. Tiny happy people holding hands. I don't know. I was just, <laughs> just trying to make something. No, but I love nothing. I love that Stan's mom has that on her phone. I need you. I need you. And then his to... dad recorded him, rec- recorded her recording it off the TV. I love this couple. I she's, need... just, she's standing up there holding her phone. I need them to, the to know after this recording, you need to tell them how much, how much, how much I love them. For that moment and that moment alone. I will. I yes. will. Yeah. And I but did. then I Gone Girl it. tonight. Gone Girl's also very so, inappropriate. Not really. I mean, first of all, my mother and my mother in law and I both love true crime, but she and she has seen it, but she forgets the plot of the movie because she started asking me questions and I was like, Oh, you don't actually know. You mm, yeah, you yeah. gotta rewatch it. Well there's this. Neil Patrick's Harris peen in that one. So like, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, and then, it's, okay, it's then distur- it's par for the course. It's, it's disturbing peen, but it's peen. Yeah. I didn't remember that there was peen. Yeah. Um, but it was because we were watching, you know, Rosamund Pike. She was mm. so She's good. She's so good. She was so good. She's so good. And I said, oh, well, we got to watch Gone Girl. 
Um, and then I said, you also have to watch Promising Young Woman yeah. because it's, you know, yeah. Emerald She Bell did another one for Carrie Netflix. Mulligan. She won a Golden Globe for it for Netflix like last year or two years ago. I forget what it's called, but it's with Diane Weist and she is so good in it. Mm. And she plays, Roseman uh, plays a woman who cons elderly people out of their savings by putting them in a home and like doing crazy things. And she's very evil, but she gets like conned basically again by Dion, D- Diane Weist and it's just such a good 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 movie I definitely recommend I don't know I forget what it's called but it was a re- enjoyable two hour watch she is such a good actress she likes like revenge movies doesn't she well like- she in an interview she was like people seem to think that but then she also has like a whole career of like playing biopics and like doing other mm-hmm. non crazy you know but there is also speaking of Gone Girl it just came out today because I got an email about it um this American Nightmare or whatever on Netflix is about mm-hmm. the real life Gone Girl. Not mm-hmm. the one the movie's based on, but like a Gone Girl type story. And I'm dying. I literally, I was like, oh, I'm gonna put that on this afternoon. And then I remembered we were recording earlier and I was like, gah, I gotta wait. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just say, gah, I gotta wait. Gah, I gotta... You know how many times I do that about life? Like last night, for example, I had to get, I had a car situation to deal with, but then I forgot that I said I was gonna meet up with Elliot at Bob's big boy diner in Burbank or something. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, I took, I got the car, I got home and I was like, God, I forgot I told Elliot. And so then I dropped Michael off and I just had to keep going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Yeah. I went to Burbank yesterday. I took oh. um, little Oreo to uh, right. some horse stables. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a Rosen we- Island activity. Yeah, and she, um, yeah, we walked by. You know, you can't like pet the horses or people's horses, but we. She just kind of waved to all of them. Oh, that's and nice. That was Does it. she like horses? Yeah. Is she a horse girl? I mean, she likes animals mm. in general. She likes playing with animals. That's cute. I love that. Yeah. Horses it feels like we're starting me. to get a little bit of a lull in the conversation. I wonder <laughs> if we should. I'm like, are we just killing time right now? No, I feel like not I'm at just all. Waiting for our clock to hit 15 minutes. Oh no, we're Why fine. Why don't we we're take? Fine. Let's take a break. Why don't and come we take back? a little break and come back? I really want to watch these talk show moments because yes. they are gold. I am so excited for this. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So this whole wild B. Arthur talk show moments idea, I know it started sort of with the her on the Rosie O'Donnell show, but the idea of them being wild talk show moments came with the first one that we're going to play, which was B's appearance on So Graham Norton 
which was pre the Graham Norton show. This was a show that he had in 1998 to 2002. Yeah. I, I don't it, even well, it wasn't, think it, it is the same show. It just they changed the title, the name of the show. He's consistent. He's consecutively been doing it. Sure, sure. Yeah. But the, in this one was called it was that you're right. The title yeah. was so Graham Norton. Everything about this segment is bonkers in well, the are best you a way. Graham, are you a Graham Norton watcher? So I I know who Graham Norton is. I don't know how many clips of the show I've seen, but I'm aware of the show. Graham Norton is one of the best, and he's had I don't know how many Golden Girls he's had on, but he is he's had he is the best celebrity interviewer, the best celebrity talk show that exists in the world. I'm gonna say it. I watch his clips endlessly of countless both U.S. and British celebrities. And he, what's so great about old Graham Norton from the so Graham Norton days is that- He's very hot, by the way. I find him oh, very he attractive. he is very attractive. Yes, he is mm -hmm. very attractive. I find him attractive too. Um, but he, what's so interesting about him, he used to have like a bunch of Barbies on the table behind him and it would just be Barbie heads and stuff. And that would be how he decorated. And he does a lot of things with audience interactions and he gets the celebrities interacting with the audience. And there's a whole chair bit now on the show where- Someone comes in and tells a story, and if the celebrities and him don't like the story, he pulls a lever and the chair flies back. And like he does, I mean, it is such a fun show, and you can watch it here on BBC America when he does it. They, like they they air it next day here. So he is, and there was a brief moment where they tried to get have him have a show in the U.S., but it didn't really fly on U.S. television um, in that way. But on YouTube, just watch Graham Norton clips, and the B. Arthur one is. Is it's just priceless because he's a homosexual who loves these women and he will have them and he seats celebrities in like the because oftentimes it's a group seating with B it was solo for the most part but um because they're in the other segments there are other people but in the one we're watching it's just her but he'll seat them like all the celebrities on a couch together so that everyone is just sort of chatting and he'll seat mm -hmm. in accordance of who he loves basically so it's like you know in a, in a situation of like if Tom Hanks was on with B Arthur. And and let's say like a George Clooney, it would go B. Arthur, Tom Hanks, George Clooney. George Clooney's at the end of the couch in that situation. Like that's he's just he's just the best. I I had so much fun watching this. I I watched it so many times. It reminded me of. Do you remember when like MTV had weird late night shows like Oddities, the Jenny McCarthy yes. show, yes. where the hosts were just like, fuck it, this seems fun and weird, let's do it. And yes. like the Chris Gethard show yes. is sort of like the closest thing that I can sort of think of that's more contemporary. Mm -hmm. I, I love, first of all, I, B is there, she doesn't seem to be there to promote anything. No. He introduces her. She is escorted. I also don't know if this is a usual thing. She's escorted down the stairs by like two Chippendales models it while the Golden Girls theme song plays. So it used to be a regular thing where he would have the celebrity guest um, introduce the show with some random audience person as well, sort of very <laughs> mm -hmm. Rosie O'Donnell. And they're they're contemporaries too, because so grand. This is from the Rosie O'Donnell days back in the late nineties. So yeah. Well, that I loved. Uh, in in true B. Arthur fashion, she comes down from the audience barefoot, yep. and she's like, "I left my shoes and hair and makeup." Yeah. <laughs> she, which, again, so B. Arthur, and she sits down, and he said, "You know, oh, I thought you were gonna. I was expecting you to be. I thought you were gonna be dressed like a clown or something. I wasn't sure." And she said, "Well, I've been told this show is very tasteless." Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> she it says is. it very lovingly. I mean, through, I, we're not playing this clip, but like, there's there's a whole segment of like literally Graham 
getting on the internet and and talking about websites uh, yes. as if they're the most new thing in the world. Yes. Oh, we're we're going to talk about it. I know we don't have the clip. So, but what he does first, so first Graham brings up the number one talking point that annoys hardcore Golden Girls fans, but it was probably less known in the year 2000, so I'm going to give him a pass. But he says to her, is it true that Estelle Getty was younger than you? And then he shows B a photo of the four women to sort of mm-hmm. illustrate how close they all were in age. And it's a photo you've all seen. It's where they're all dressed in gold. Yeah. They're holding that giant Mercedes hubcap. It's um, It was from the Night of 100 Stars, you know, for No Coward, uh, presented by Mercedes. It aired on NBC in like 1990 or whatever. It's on YouTube. Let me ask you, because don't tip it, because we're going to play the clip. What do you think? What did you think B's reaction was going to be seeing that photo? Well, I mean, what did I of think? Of them all dressed in gold. I think she probably would have made fun of herself. Like, I mean, that's what I would think, that she's going to make fun of herself. You know what I mean? Because it is, I mean, clearly it's an 80s photo. It looks like an 80s photo. And and it it's tacky. Well, let's her actual her genuine reaction made me laugh yes. so hard to this to this photo let's let's play that moment this estelle is that estelle at the end yes let me see that no isn't it isn't it mad where the what, they, no. why are they giving you a hubcap as a prize <laughs> what is that I, they're all female impersonators no are they really not you well i don't know let me actually see it, it doesn't look very like you that's not me <laughs> No, it is me. It is us. <laughs> That's us. No, truly. But I warned you. I warned you when I arrived. I was, you know, the long trip and everything. And uh, Graham very lovingly took us out to dinner. I said, I know I look, I look terrible, but let me get a good night's sleep and I'll end up looking exactly like Danny LaRue. <laughs> Where did you find that? I don't know. I have no idea. Would you destroy it? Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Would you destroy it? You think you're confused. Take a look at our horn section. I love that B was like, those are impersonators. That's not us. Mm -hmm. Like, like those, like those are Madame Tussauds wax figures. Those aren't us. And she goes, oh, that is us. (laughs) I love that she does have, I mean, a playful... Um, use of 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 the truth you know what I mean like and she doesn't yeah. I mean she I feel like she does it a lot where she just like throws in little fibs that she probably doesn't even know is a little fib she's just sort of being funny and cute and it's just like a little like a little fib I love it I love it it's this whole interview this whole thing is so playful she's clearly having yeah. a great time yeah so then Graham asks B to tell a joke that I, I'm assuming <laughs> oh. she told him at dinner the night before I don't want to say anything else. Just me. I just want to say maybe if you're listening, if you have small children nearby, yes. Yes. put in some AirPods or be ready to answer what might possibly be an uncomfortable question. <laughs> let's uh, you let's tell play me that joke moment. together. I'd love you to tell it again. The Estelle Getty joke. You want me to tell that joke? Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Estelle. (laughs) Why is walking a high wire like getting oral sex from Estelle Getty? I don't know. Whatever happens, don't look down. I mean, I mean, one of the things I love, I just recently was telling... um, (sighs) 
uh, are my friend Naomi, who you met at the live show, who if anyone mm-hmm. who came to the live show, you saw Naomi squirt me in the in during my number with the spray bottle. Um, uh, I was telling Naomi about a funny joke about a video about B. Arthur, oh, not B. Arthur, Rue McClanahan and Betty White on the couch. It's it's gone viral many times, and Rue's telling a dirty joke to Betty White about a man who's stuck on an island with a pig and a dog, and he wants to have sex with the dog, I think, and because he's so desperate, because he's been there for so long, and then finally one day, uh, uh, this beautiful blonde shows up, and he's like, oh, thank God, will you hold down this dog? Because he's been, he's been, the dog's been avoiding sex with them, and they're dying of laughter. So what I love about this is that I think it's clear they loved dirty jokes. They loved I mean, dirty it was jokes. a very dirty Dickie Hertz joke, if yes. you ask me. So dirty, but I love it. If any if you if we are ever at a party, either Carrie and I or anyone listening to this podcast, and you ever see me and you want to come up and you want to whisper something filthy in my ear, a funny joke, please, you have full permission. Yes, you are you are I mean, I also you tell me a dirty joke too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like a good dirty we're, joke. We're, 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 we're naughty people. We're naughty people. I also, I love that B says that to Graham. She goes, you are very naughty. She's just, she's having such a blast with him. Yeah. So like you were saying earlier, so then Graham goes on, it, it's very, a very like 2000, yeah. one of those like blue apples. <laughs> What's Apple a website? <laughs> it's so great. He shows B a Golden Girls fan site and he reads some message that people have written on this message board and they're really fun. Yeah. And, and I also love that this show sort of would organically go down these rabbit holes because there's a guy who says like, I love B. Arthur, love the golden girls, check out my website. And they go down this rabbit hole where he's like, we clicked on this dude website and it's like this pedal pushers kink site. It has nothing to do with the golden girls. It's people who get off from pushing pedals like in a car and which if that's your thing, no shame, that's awesome. But it's great. They end up, calling him he's this american guy and and him and b are having a conversation and it's it it, the direction that the segment goes in is incredible we will link to all of these interviews in the show notes if you want to watch them i will say if you're going to watch one if you only have time to watch one watch this one because it is part one it's so fun and just different this is not what you get on the view on no. you know on jimmy fallon it's something that on... i love especially to our oh, uk listeners so i mean and our uk listeners are probably very much excited that we're talking about graham norton um and we have quite a few uk listeners so hello they UK. have the best talk show they do have they the really best. really I mean, do i i am i am a, what is it called an anglophile like i am one of those people that i do love british entertainment and british culture and just and british literature and there's just like so many elements of sort of uh, British life that I do very much enjoy. But I will say as even just a young person obsessed with comedy, there was something about British talk shows and, and comedy that like absolutely fabulous and Mr. Bean and like Bolty Towers. And like, there's so many elements of British comedy. That's just like a part of my identity. And I feel like in a weird way, and we know that too, from a, 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 a upcoming clip that we're going to show play, but, um, that that B. Arthur also was a bit of an Anglophile and she loved and she's in the Gay Times TV clip, not, not not the one we're showing, but she does talk about how much she loves the UK and how much she mm-hmm. loves visiting there and stuff. So like there is a love between B. Arthur and the UK, and that kind of makes me feel proud about my little love of the UK. You are you are practically B. Arthur. <gasps> well, let's move on to the next one, which comes from Dame Edna's Hollywood in nineteen ninety. Another great UK. 
You you talk about this clip a lot. Yep. I want to know what it is that you love about this clip well, so much. Okay, so first off, I need to uh, say about Dame Edna. So I will I, I will upfront say the the legacy of Dame Edna is a complicated legacy, especially in recent in her the her end of her life or his life, I should say, um, because he was he was very much uh, you know conservative when it came to trans issues and, and LGBTQ issues. And he was a complicated figure, but um, Dame Edna was a huge influence on me and my comedy. And Dame Edna was this Australian uh, sort of housewife who became this sort of jet setting celebrity loving Royal best friend sort of person. And it was this character that this, this, this actor created and in the U S Barry Humphreys. Mm -hmm. Yes. And in the U S who passed away, I think last year and in the U S um, for a short time, Dame Edna had a, a like a talk show, like a primetime talk show. I think it was on ABC. And maybe, I don't know. But, and Dame Edna got massive celebrities, like massive celebrities to come on this talk show that the set was her mansion. It was very much Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. She flew in on a helicopter at the beginning of the show. And... She entered, she she walked down this grand staircase and then sat on her couch with the celebrities and all these things. And it just was so fun. And as a kid, especially a queer kid, watching this, being obsessed with these celebrities and obsessed with the glitter and the rhinestones and all the things, I was just like, it was just heaven. It was heaven for me. And the fact that that Cher was on this couch in her red hair era, so like sort of early 90s, and she was in her red hair era, and I loved Cher. And that she and that B. Arthur was there, and B. Arthur had this this fucking dog that would not hold still. But B. Arthur never once got angry, put the dog down, handed the dog off to anyone. B. Arthur did the entire segment with this dog freaking out, and I was just like, A, that's a true animal lover, and B, this is everything I need. This is the the chaos. This is perfect. So before we play the clip, I will set it up a little bit. So like you said, Cher was on. I guess she was going to be performing later in the show. And again, I don't believe B's not promoting anything. B drops by to say hi while pretending to be Dame Edna's dog groomer. Yeah. And so she comes in with the dog to sort of give Dame Edna an update on what's going on. And that's the... and then B. Arthur and Cher end up talking and chatting and Dame Edna gets jealous. I will say before of. I even play the clip, you had me cut off the clip a little bit before Dame Edna's punchline and I had oh, to please. keep I had yes. to keep Dame Edna's punchline in out of respect. So I'm going to put this. What have you been doing for Fergie? Well, she's in fine form. She just had her aquatherapy in the flotation tank and um, she's had a little acupuncture, you know, for that terrible flea problem. Acupuncture for fleas? Yeah. How Fabulous. Thank you. It's been a it's long been time. It's been really a long time really since we saw each other. Long time. 
but it's nice seeing you Thank you. It's let's nice get you. together, folks. All right. So let's do lunch. Okay. okay. I love okay. it. I love very, it. Very, I love soon. it. You know yeah, what? Like when are you going to start the Golden Girls August again? August 5th again. And I really... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Now, I need to say, I need to explain this a little bit, because it's so interesting listening to just the audio of it. So... And it also shows how great of a performer B. Arthur is. So you know, so the whole bit was B or B and Cher are catching up, and it's just those two talking. And Dame, as the host and as the person who is, they are her guests. She's very angry that that they're getting along and talking and taking away attention from her. And so then she breaks whatever's in front of her to get the attention back on her. But listening to just the audio, which we all just did. And listening to B essentially, because you know her prompt from the director backstage or writer or whoever did it was probably like just small talk, just small talk, mm -hmm. just real small. Yeah. And no one's going to hear it because the audience is going to be laughing because no one's going to be listening like we're listening. So like just small talk. And to listen it to the small talk that B, B directed that small talk, B went from like cleave have you ever played Cleveland? Like where did that come from? You know what I mean? Like shit like that that I'm just like, Oh my God, you give B a background note to then just make small talk and she will make amazing small talk. I did enjoy the small talk. I also really liked when Dame Edna was like, uh, you know, do you know Cher? Cher, this is B. She does a little bit of acting. <laughs> <laughs> I love your I love your Dame Edna voice. Thank you. Yeah. I also thought it was really fun to see Cher and B sitting on a couch together, knowing that B had just done the Golden Girls episode where she's dressed up as Cher, which we know was mm -hmm. B's favorite moment yeah. on the Golden Girls. I also her entire wonder time. if B. Arthur ever did either the Sonny and Cher show or the Cher show. I bet you there probably was overlap there because I believe they were the same network. Um, I think they were both CBS and and. Yeah, so I bet there. I bet there's a moment in which Cher and B. Arthur, you know, paths crossed in the seventies. Oh, surely, I mean, yeah. you could you could look that up right now if you want. I can I sure. can move us on to to gay time TV. So, I know we've already shown this clip before in a previous episode, but I had to include it today. Because again, it like I I love this interview so much. So Gay Time TV was a late night gay themed comedy uh, program on the BBC Two from ninety five to ninety nine in the UK. Um, it let's see. Oh, this interview I love because they're not on a set with an audience. B and the host are literally outside in a park, mm -hmm. having a picnic, and I walking feel like around. This was around the same time as Graham Norton, too. I don't have the date written down, but I feel like her hair looks pretty similar. I feel like that's the only way I can really try to date this yeah. is by B's hair. Mm -hmm. Were you able to find anything? No, about... I, there's nothing. I mean, there's no real. There's no. I mean, the only time. There's a joke that she made on her special about wanting to dress like Cher, but that's about it. So no, I, 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 I have nothing, but I'm sure their paths cross probably at the Emmys or something. I, yeah, I feel like they would have done some kind of yeah. performance together in an awards show. Should we play a little bit of yes, uh, B. Arthur on Gay Time TV? Hugely popular with, with gay people. I mean, in this country, we, we would have like golden girls nights in, in gay pubs and bars. I mean, why was it so popular with gay people, do you think? I may be very pro-gay, but I think they they have the greatest taste and the greatest wit. 
aside from being fabulous hairdressers <laughs> and everything else. And uh, I don't think you can show crap, you'll pardon the expression, to, uh, to gays. I think they're, uh, they're above it and then beyond it. And, uh, so it was our innate good taste exactly, which, which made it exactly. popular. You know, I posted this clip, um, a longer version of this clip, on my Instagram a long time ago now, last year sometime. And I, uh, I mean... Can when... you hear this sound? Can yeah. you hear this banging? No. It's literally, it's my husband bang, pounding out mm. chicken downstairs. Well, maybe, maybe I... <laughs> he's getting ready for a family salt burn, something, murder on the dance floor, dance off. We all have to have, we all have to have bellies full of poultry in order to watch cock Fun. on the television ah! in an uncomfortable manner. This episode is going to be rated explicit. It is going to be so rated R. I'm explicit. sorry. You posted this clip on Instagram. I just, if anybody hears the pounding. No one will. No one will. Stan pounding chicken downstairs. I texted. I said, what is that noise? <laughs> it's me pounding <laughs> said, my chicken. I'm pounding chicken for dinner. I'm it sorry. It would have been better. If this she, is what it, happens when it we record been, it been better early in the day. If he said he was pounding his chicken instead of pounding chicken. Because that would have been fun. Well, I think the exact words were pounding chicken RN for right now. Because he also probably had like chicken hands. Oh um, yeah, true. So that was probably a Siri text. Um, no, I posted this clip. Took it down to Mississippi. Go ahead. I apologize. <laughs> I posted this clip, and it's so interesting because we all know the internet is a cesspool of of idiots. Um, yes. No one listening to this podcast, of course. But no. I would, it would, I would suggest if you want to take a trip down the dark side of the internet. Go look at the comments on that video. I think I have it pinned on my Instagram profile because it is, uh, people are so unhinged about, like they don't like that she says that she minimizes gay people to hairdressers, which I understand that, but you have to understand the times and her age and everything else, but also too, that she is giving a fantastic compliment to queer people. And at the time, the, the word queer was not used in the way that it is today. So she was, when she said gay, she was pretty much talking about the entire community here, people. So it is really, it is really wild how, um, I'm just going to say how stupid people are. Uh, and, and I love that she said it. And I love, one of the things that I love about B. Arthur in interviews like this and with Graham Norton and with Dame Edna, she really does light up around queer people. There is something about being in the presence of, a community she probably feels very close to that and that that welcomed her and didn't make fun of her and loved her for being unique and different and not the norm that that I think she really always felt that she had to give back to that community and sit in a field of grass with the sun beating down on her for an outlet called Gay Time TV. And she was like, yeah, I'll do that. Hold on. Hold the phone, Katie Couric. I have to do this interview. Yeah. yeah. And remember, too, when B. Arthur passed away, she left so yep. much money to the Alley Center. Yep. So, you know, she she was having a wonderful time. And I think being very respectful. I love that after they were sort of sitting, picnicking in the park, they're walking around on the streets. Mm. I don't know where they are. Were they in London? Where do we They're, do they're we in London. They, they are in London. I don't know where in London. And they're they saying hi to all the boys. Like it yeah. was, you know, it was, it was really sweet. And then she, I think at the end, she gets into a car. Yeah, and she does the, the kiss thing. They give her so the newspaper. You're lovely. You're lovely. And then she does the thing where she like kisses, but it's 
it doesn't, there's no actual kiss. And she hold no, she holds out the back of her hand to be kissed. To be ah, kissed. Ah, yes. uh, yes, Which she... I mean, Sadie's doing that from now on. Um, we yeah, you should yeah, need that. we need to take a little break. Um, so when we while we do that, I'm gonna if you're watching this on Patreon, I'm gonna hold the back of my hand to the camera and you guys can kiss it. Okay. So we'll be right Did... back. We'll be right okay, back. Okay, you want me to kiss it? Yeah. Oh my god, you can see my age spots. <laughs> I did my best. <laughs> Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. And we are back with more of B. Arthur's wildest talk show appearances. This show... I think I may have found the name of it, but I wasn't 100% sure. So I'm just going to call it some Dutch TV show. Mm-hmm. And if my Dutch friend Wes is listening, Wes, I would love for you to tell me the actual name of this show. This is a show hosted by two gentlemen mm-hmm. who. It's so sort weird. Of uncomfortably sandwich B on a couch for the duration of the interview. One of them is dripping wet because <laughs> yeah. the prior segment somehow involved him in a wetsuit getting yeah. wet. And when B comes out, she sort of drapes a towel on him. They all sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, 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 what did you think about this energy and this interview? Was B having a good time? Oh, I do think she was having a good time because I think Again, I think this goes back to B's theater days of uh, and and sort of the relaxed nature of sort of backstage theater that B is really comfortable in weird situations and B is B's a chill lady who wants to take her shoes off, sit on a nice couch, have a glass of wine or probably some vodka drink and look, like just calm down and not have to put on makeup or do anything for anyone else and just sit and relax and be funny. And and you can tell that she thrives in that space. And in this space, even though the couch, watching these two dudes, because they are very much dudes, on mm. the couch, I, I don't I don't believe either of them is queer. And and they are they're just sitting behind and she is having this moment where, like, I mean, this is in the clip, but the talking about plastic surgery or something, and she's grabbing their their hands and sort of touching their faces, and she's very warm and she's very sort of like you know, open to receiving this energy that they're giving her. And she, she fits oddly right in. (laughs) Like it's sort of, it's strange, but it's lovely. I just wanted to, I just wanted to swoop in like Mr. Terrific and just get her out of there. I was like, (laughs) B, I do think she did sing a song at the end. I didn't pull a moment. Maybe I should have pulled a moment about from the singing, but she did sing a song about the end about divorce, which I thought was really nice. So mm-hmm. I also feel like 
be even if I, I think I kind of agree with you that she was having fun, but even if she wasn't, I feel like at the end of that segment, she did get to stand up and sing a song in front yeah. of a live audience, which I, you know, that that's sort of where she shines. Yeah. But I, I do want to play a couple of clips from this, uh, this uh, interview, this, I just want to call it like this aggressive harassment of B. Arthur, but I know it's not, it's just, I don't know. I, they were just sitting so close. So they ask about her departure from the Golden Girls. And I think in this answer, B, B, I think for the first time, I think that I've heard really kind of reveals how she thought that her leaving was devastating to the other women, where I think maybe in past interviews, she would say like, you know, oh, they've always been supportive. And, you know, it all kind of felt like time, you know, they, but this is the first time I think she actually shares that it was very hard for for Betty and, and Rue and Estelle. I think I may have pulled only one clip from this. <laughs> so let's play okay. this clip and see, because I'm looking at the numbers and I don't think I did the right thing. Oops, my guy, my bad okay, guys. Okay, well, if it's not, if it's not this clip, then it's uh, one of the guys giving her a hard time for still wanting to work at her age, no, and he that. can't wrap his brain around why she hasn't retired. Okay, it's not that one. Okay. It was wonderful, wonderful, and so rewarding. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. But when you stopped, it wasn't so much fun for the other girls because they were a bit depressed yeah. after you left, right? I know. They tried again, and what I happened? I know, I know. It didn't quite work. No. No. It Are didn't. you still friends? Oh, sure. But now the truth? The truth is... Yes. yes. <laughs> no, that's the truth. But the truth is I really couldn't wait. I think they were, I think they were upset that I quit when I did, but I think... Seven years is a long time. You know, when she said seven years is a long time, I had a moment where I was like, we've been doing this 10. <laughs> I know. It doesn't feel like long. It doesn't feel that long. No, but the time commitment. Yes. And it's a lot of, she's doing much work, much theirs. more work than we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so, okay. So that's the only clip we have for yes. this one. Yes. Okay. So. This one was a hard one to pull because of like, it was weird. There was weird audio issues. There was everything about this one is, is weird. Yeah. So afterwards, they're giving her they're giving her a hard time about not wanting to retire because they say Do you think it's a language thing that it just sounds like they're giving her a hard time because of because they seem like I got that from a lot of ways, a lot of things they were saying. I mean, you know, they're saying, you know, you're basically they I know I remember they said you're at a memorable age. They keep saying memorable age. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, why don't you why do you want to keep working and B says, you know, I think with a lot of creative people, they never retire. They just kind of go on and on and on until until they die, I guess, is what she says. And that is sort of what she did. You know, yeah. she was she was still performing very, very late in her life. And she had a Broadway show. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and, and this is exactly what the Golden Girls was about is women at a quote of a memorable age who weren't just going to sit at home knitting mm -hmm. and eating their Werther's originals out of their little candy jars and, and visiting with their grandkids. I do love a I Werther's. I do love a Werther's. I, love a I had, I had sugar-free Werther's mm. in my pregnancy bag to go to the hospital. Cause I Wouldn't guess you're not supposed to have gas? sugar. Oh really? You're not supposed to have sugar? Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to have sugar, I guess. Oh, interesting. Um, Cause it always, those always made me very gassy. Oh, the sugar-free ones? Yeah. 
because hmm. I think the aspartame or something that's in it. Oh, is it aspartame? There's I feel like, like a fake I shouldn't sugar. have been having aspartame. There's like yeah. a fake sugar in it. That, that's what yeah. makes it sweet and desirable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yes, this, this interview ends, you, you know, they've asked B if she's had plastic surgery and she's very open about it. She's like, yeah, I think I had like my eyes done. And then the guy's like, should I get plastic surgery? She's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Should you, you tell me, do you think you need it? Why do, why does my opinion matter? <laughs> I, I just love how it just made me think of like how B. Arthur would be in a bar, you know, if two random people sat between her, like that's what this felt. And they wanted to really talk to B. Arthur. And she was just like, well, I'm comfortable and I got a drink. So let's talk. Sure. Go, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what it felt yeah. like. And then she sings a song about divorce and, uh, and that's kind <laughs> of it, but you, you should watch the whole, it's maybe weird. watch this one too. It's just weird. It's and weird. I don't know. I feel, I feel bad. Cause maybe we're going to get a, a listener from the Netherlands. Who's like, no, these guys are actually wonderful well, and they're whatever. And I'm sure they are wonderful. But I mean, if you are listening from the Netherlands, I, I've been to your part of the world and I've done things in your part of the world. And I can I can arguably say you'll have an interesting sense of party and humor and lots of things. You do weird things. And that's fine. That's why I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. But if anyone would have been filming me, it would have been weird. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Weird things. Weird parties. I even did a stand-up show there once. You did? Yeah, I did. And and I forget exactly where, but it was like part of like a college tour thing I was doing. And someone did um, like a penis trick thing where they turned their, their – this is a very much a, a penis episode. But um, they turned their penis into a hamburger. Mm, wait. But they took they, – they took their two <laughs> – it was very strange. They took – their testicles and they essentially twisted them up like a hamburger bun one on top one below and then they took their penis and they sort Mm. of bent it back as if that was the meat and so if you push you didn't gently gently squeeze together because you know sensitive gently squeeze together but from the front it looks like a hamburger I just want to take a moment to apologize to our Patreon members <laughs> of the GGVIP club who had to hear me tell a similar story when we did our yearbook cringe oh, yes. Rusty Anchor Happy Hour. And I talked about Gil's Muffin, which was similar to the hamburger. So to all of those listening, I'm so sorry that we keep talking about the way um, people in our lives have manipulated their well, genitals to look like food. This was not a person in my life. This was a stranger in a foreign country. And I quickly went to another foreign country after that. Okay. So yeah. just just people in general yeah. doing those things. Okay. We're going to move on to our last <laughs> talk show bit. So- this is from um, the Arsenio Hall show in 1988. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I had to. Yes, you did. You did it. I saw the anger in your face, though, when I did it. No, it wasn't <laughs> anger. It wasn't anger. It wasn't anger. It's it's it. It just felt like a. It felt like a joke on SNL in 1988 that I just witnessed. <laughs> so, what you saw was my body traveling back in time, like 30 something years, and then returning very quickly. <laughs> so this interview isn't wild, but it is interesting and i went down a little bit of a rabbit hole because of it and i want to say it's like potentially a little scandalous oh but this interview 
actually gives us the backstory to the season four Golden Girls episode, Brother, Can You Spare That Jacket? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So let's play the clip and then I'll sort of tell you the rabbit hole I went down about this this interview. Tell you honestly, I don't, uh, I really don't do or do talk shows unless I I really have something that I'm promoting or something that I feel is very important. And I'm here now to talk about the Prime time to end hunger, yeah, which is next week. Now, all the networks are involved in that, right? Yes. Tell us about a little bit about well, it. Well, I don't know that much about it, except um, I believe it was Ted Danson mm-hmm. and somebody else's name I've forgotten mm-hmm. uh, approached all three networks and suggested that during the week that there be a single week devoted to shows concerning the, the homeless and the hungry mm-hmm. to raise consciousness and to promote volunteerism Mm -hmm. and uh, I so that our show the night of uh, the 16th which is our Christmas show was is going to be devoted to uh, to a show about feeding the homeless love that so one thing I I did think was I I actually like chuckled out loud for a second where she's like you know I only do these when there's something I I'm really I really care about and I'm here to talk about this. And he's like, well, tell us about it. She goes, well, I don't know that much about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, B. But so I ended up, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know if, and if we've looked into it, I, I don't recall it. But I didn't realize or remember that Brother Can You Spare That Jacket was a sort of week-long initiative by all of the big networks mm. that had these television shows. So the project, it was basically, it wasn't a fundraising thing. I ended up reading this LA Times articles, LA Times article, but basically at the, the, the episode itself would have a storyline that was something about, you know, helping people within your community, you know, volunteering, and then viewers would be invited to dial a 1-900 number at the end of the episode to sort of learn more and get, you know, an informational, you know, mm. booklet, whatever. On CBS, uh, Designing Women covered this. There was an episode where uh, Delta Burke's character, Suzanne Sugarbaker, uh, she returns to her high school reunion oh, and yes. she's ridiculed because she's gained weight. That was, and, that was a very famous episode. And it points out um, that worrying about one's weight is a luxury in a world where people are starving to death each day. Mm-hmm. This was from the LA Times article. Other shows... Uh, were CBS's Jake and the Fat Man, NBC's Cheers, ABC's Head of the Class, and 30-something. And and I guess the whole prime time to end hunger was sort of kicked off with this press conference at the White House mm. with President Bush at the time and the executives of the three networks kind of talking about this. And because it had this sort of tie-in to the Bush administration, Mm -hmm. not all of the shows wanted to be involved or they kind of wanted to distance themselves, which was really interesting. So the Cosby show didn't participate and there were rumors that it was that the Bill Cosby show didn't support the Bush administration, Mm. which like, (laughs) he's a piece of shit. So, Um, And then there were also shows that were kind of distancing themselves where they were like the shows, you know, had something where characters would get involved with this volunteer effort. But they're like, well, we were we were planning on doing that anyway. So it just kind of worked out. 
Mm. Um, and then one of the EPs of 30 something uh, was like very vocal about, uh, he said, uh, I fear anyone using TV to their own ends. Propaganda is propaganda, whether it's right wing, left wing or middle of the road. So this was all it's this so was all just very interesting to me. Well, it's interesting uh, that like people would have that reaction in that. I mean, it was essentially started right by Ted. It was an idea from Ted Danson, who is famously. Well, that's what B is saying. Yeah. But well, if it is, then Ted Danson is famously one of the most liberal people in mm -hmm. Hollywood. And then on top of that, Designing Women, Linda Bloodworth Thompson is like best friends with Bill Clinton, who around this time was probably planning to run for president against President Bush. So I feel like a lot of it is like people, you know, posturing a little bit. But. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to tell because I feel like so. But I, I did hear that. So uh, like Tony uh, Thomas, Paul with Susan Harris, they were all like, yeah, we're all about it. Like, we're, we're so happy to do it, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, there were some of these showrunners and executive producers, whether they just felt forced to do something and they yeah, didn't like weird. that necessarily. But it's like stand up uh, to cancer now in that, like, you know, there's a cause that networks get on board for and do certain things for and or, or any, you know, you think about Katrina and you think about and then all the mm -hmm. networks participate. And it's like, well, it's not necessarily propaganda. It's just doing mm -hmm. something good for people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I I agree with their stance. Yeah. Um, I just I just thought it was really it was interesting, it interesting that yeah. that I didn't realize there was it was such a thing. Uh, the 30 the something um, executive producer went on to say uh, that TV has not been particularly effective in advancing causes anyway. Quote, he said, it's my pet theory that television has had a liberal agenda for 15 years, but it has had no effect. We elected George Bush in spite of TV's liberal liberal agenda. Television is not a very good instrument for social change. Again, I just thought that was all very You know what? That dude needs to go to, and I'm going to respond to him now, 40 years later. But you know what? That dude needs to listen to. He needs to go back and listen to last week's episode of the Rusty Yanka Happy Hour, where we talked about Mr. Norman Lear and the impact that sometimes a political agenda can have through art and creativity and television. So I'm clapping. I'm clapping for Norman Lear. I'm just saying that you can be funny and you can also have an agenda behind it that it doesn't matter because it's it's all part of the art and you can't separate the two. So baby boo. I totally agree. I mean look at 72 hours. That was such an impactful episode. Yeah. People people see themselves in these characters. They relate to these characters and when they when they are introduced to a subject matter that they may not know about that may make them feel uncomfortable. Now, when it's coming through the lens of these TV characters who they feel they know and trust, yeah. it's different. Yeah, it you is. Know? It is. Totally. Totally. So, yeah. So those were sort of the, again, I only pulled that one because yeah. it was, I, again, that Hall sort of too, rabbit that hole I went down. I mean, that he had guests. That was fun. Oh, yeah. That we didn't even talk about show. Arsenio Hall. Yeah, oh. that was a really fun show. That, that was me. If anyone too young listening doesn't know the who, 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 that's what people did at the, I don't know how that started. Very strange. It's very much like the Tim Allen, the who, 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 you know? Like that thing. Mm -hmm. Very strange. Are everybody mm -hmm. chanting Jerry for Jerry Springer. Nobody yeah. had ever chanted a talk show host's name like that before. Yeah. Oprah. Oprah. That's what I would do. Oprah. 
Ricky. I know. I bet I think Ricky. people did Ricky. People did do that. Jenny. Oh, Jenny. Jenny. That's not too Jenny close Jones. to Jerry. No, not Jenny Jones. Don't go there. Don't go. There. I mean, oh, we're gonna. How about you and I talk about that one Jenny Jones episode on a oh, future Rusty Anchor Happy Hour? I have a lot, and there's so much on it too. So fascinating, fascinating mm, story. You guys know which one we're talking about. Just Google Google.com. Google.com. Just do like Jenny Jones that episode. You'll find it. So before we get into our golden takeaways, I am dying to know if you all out there listening, if you have a favorite B. Arthur talk show moment, mm. what is it? Send it to us. Yeah. Post it on your socials and tag us and we'll repost it because there are obviously so many great talk show moments. I'm sure we didn't find them all. We wanted to find Dinah the wildest Shore. ones. There's Dinah Shore, Rosie O'Donnell ones, of course. There's like mm -hmm. The View. I think one of her final appearances was on The View mm -hmm. and she... Unfortunately, I don't think could see very well. So she was she was being but Rosie was there to help her. I mean, so many greats. I, I mean, I have so many great moments of talk show one. So I'll post about it. Yes, yes. And you all send us your favorites, too. And let's take another little break and come back with some golden takeaways. Mm, Ricky Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And we are back with our golden takeaways, a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Yo, Carrie, what? What's your golden takeaway? I just made that a musical. I like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, got a, you, got, you got something else? <laughs> hey, hey, Carrie. Oh, yeah. Hey, Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. Golden takeaway. I'm dancing like Don Wiener and Welcome to the Dollhouse. Yeah. Who, who's watching me on the oh. Who's watching me on the video right now? Yeah, get it, girl. Heather Matarazzo. I am obsessed with her as an actor. I, I think she's fantastic. Well. I am as well. We should get her on the podcast. I actually, I, we follow each other. We've met before. I'll DM her. DM her. Yeah. I would love to have her on the podcast if she's a Golden Girls fan. If not, that's totally fine. My <laughs> golden takeaway is. I want more weird-ass late-night cable talk shows. Mm -hmm. I want more. Bring yeah. back oddities. Bring that stuff back. I yeah. want it. And and if it's if it exists and I'm missing it, tell me about it. Tell yeah. me where to go. Yeah. I do watch a lot of uh, long-form video essays on YouTube, and those can be quite weird and bizarre. But I want, like, mm. that late night talk show cable-y feeling so i feel that bring them back but if they are back and i'm just not aware just please send them my way yeah what's um, your golden i take love away? that um i'm gonna add in eh, related but unrelated but more women and people of color need to be late night talk show hosts there are too many dudes in that game that needs to too many white dudes in that game that needs to like 
that needs to change a little bit, but that's just a soapbox moment. My golden takeaway from this episode is if you see a stool, uh, particularly a stool that has the ability to swivel, you know, back and forth. Um, and if you then sit on that stool and pretend that you are either a talk show guest and or host, you're my people. You're my people. If you can't pass a stool and not think of being on a talk show or a particularly comfortable chair, my good friend, we've been at the, her house this past week and um, like off and on this past week, and she has a fantastic chair that makes you feel like you're on a talk show because it goes back and forth. It looks very inviting. It makes you look thin. I, I firmly believe that a chair needs to be wide enough for the a, a person like me, who's a fairly larger person, to then look smaller in. And that is a talk show chair. And if you then sit in that chair and pretend you are a talk show host or a guest on a talk show, you are my people. Do you realize you said if you pass a stool? Yeah. <laughs> and see, that would have been a talk show moment. <laughs> you meant if you pass by a stool. Like if you pass, if well, no, if you, oh, if you pass a stool, I mean, that sentence still works. If you pass a stool <laughs> and you see it and, and you're like, and you're like, oh, I need to sit in that stool. That sounds gross now. Now we're going down a gross territory because of uh -huh. how because you of how you talk made about it. Your squatty potty. No, we're talking about love, dicks and poop I and do oh love my gosh. My That's it. <laughs> well, everyone, if you're still there listening, this has been another episode. Is anyone of, there? <laughs> this has been another episode. We're just we're we're Jody Foster in uh, <gasps> contact, calling week. out into the abyss Next week about True Detective. Yes, I am. All right, everybody, let HL and Scott slash Sadie Pines know what do you want them to ask Jodie Foster? I mean, I've talked with her before. We've talked about Sons of the Lambs and Contact. That was a big one. Great. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Jodie yeah. Jody Foster they just calling out into the abyss. They should have sent a poet. Chick a pain in the wind, skew in the belly. <laughs> <laughs> miss a, miss a, miss a May. <laughs> Wait, this is this is turning into the. This is what you get with the rusty anchor. You know, happy you know hour. that's Nell, right? Nell is so yes. good. Yes, I remember. Well, Nell. no, gone away. Sorry, I can't. I'll stop. <laughs> oh boy, everyone, thank you so so much for listening. And if you do want to become a part of the GGVIP club, you can sign up for free at Patreon.com/slash/GoldenGirlsPodcast. And then, if you want, take a look around, and you can upgrade to some of the other oh. tiers to get even more bonus content. Part of and me. And HL and Scott, where, yeah. what is what is our podcast a part of? Part of me was going to try to do this in the nail voice, but I'm not going to. Um, guys, we are a part of Mom, <laughs> Moguls and Media. So go subscribe to Mom Plus because they do fantastic things. And you can follow us on social media at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, out on the Lanai Official on Instagram, Golden Girls Pod on Facebook. And I, I am Nell. And I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if you have a moment and you do want to support the podcast, in addition to joining the GGVIP club, you can go to wherever you get this podcast, leave us a rating, leave us a review. It'll only take a moment and it would mean so, so much to us. And it will help other people discover our podcast and join our lovely kick-ass community of yeah. Golden Girl Slut Puppies. New year, new us. Leave us a little rating and review. We need a new fresh rating. Uh, I'm doing Nell impersonations and this is all for free. Uh. <laughs>
<laughs> guys, remember. As always, stay golden. Stay golden <laughs> and stay on the rails. <laughs> Out of Mo and I is not endorsed by Wit Thomas Harris Productions, Touchstone Television, Disney, or any of its subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names, pictures, audio, and video clips of the Golden Girls are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of their respective trademark and/or copyright holders. <laughs> <laughs>